0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel and we are going to be looking today at Genesis 3. So last week I indicated we were going to spend a little bit of time in Genesis. Um, I'm, I have kind of an ambitious goal. I, I, I would like to actually teach us through the first 18 chapters of Genesis, but not, not every verse, so don't panic. You don't have to unsubscribe just yet. Uh, unless you just don't like the way this thing is going. What we're going to do is hit some themes um, that, that I think actually set up the human condition and set us up for how God engages our human condition. Uh, it's my view and I think the view of lots of people who hold the Bible really high and honor the scripture and authority of the Bible that uh the bible but specifically genesis in in the context in which we're going to be looking at it for these next number of weeks here at renewing the center it actually tells us the truest story ever uh of how humans are and how god is with us as humans and the sad reality is that a lot of christians get well not even christians just people uh Skeptics and, and devotees on either end of the spectrum become uh, super fixated on arguing technical points with regard to the Bible. And I have lots of thoughts about those things. We all do probably, but that's not my purpose in this podcast. Here at Renewing the Center, one of the things that we want to do is look at the scripture and spiritual spiritual formation in general with an eye toward how is God trying to work in our lives to renew us. So that's my bent. There, there's a lot that could be said about Genesis and this podcast and our purposes here, we're not doing scholarly work. This is devotional spiritual formation. So with that in mind, if you have a Bible, uh, you can grab yours. Otherwise, you can just listen to me read the first, uh, I think, 13 or 14 verses of Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, "Where are you?" That's a really important question. It's actually the first question God ever asks in the Bible is a question to humans, "Where are you?" And he said, "I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself." Here's question number 2. He said, "Who told you that you were naked?" Have you eaten from the tree of which i commanded you not to eat the man said this is telling the man said the woman you gave to be with me she gave me the fruit of the tree and i ate it so he blames her and then the lord god said to the woman what is this that you have done the woman said the serpent tricked me and i ate this is the word of the lord thanks be to god father i pray that you would help us hear the word of god today i pray that we would think about and meditate upon what this passage in genesis 3 is trying to tell us about us i pray also god that you would remind us and speak to us about what this passage is telling us about you lord in light of us in jesus name amen amen so a few thoughts here number one it's very telling that after such a good creation last uh, time when we were in Genesis 1 and 2, we saw that God uh, gives us in his wisdom two accounts of creation. Uh, one account, Adam is a conqueror, a dominion exerciser, and in the second account, Adam is conquered, uh, put to sleep. Out of his side comes companionship. He's lonely, he needs companionship, and he becomes a farmer. So the story of the Bible is just so beautiful. It begins in such a beautiful way where we're, we're seeing humans living in harmony with nature, with God, with one another. They're naked, there's no shame in their nudity. And they're called to cultivate, they're called to be farmers. Well here, by the time we get three chapters into the Bible, things start to go haywire. Eve, woman, is challenged by the enemy. The adversary comes into the story. Asking questions, uh, questions designed to confuse, questions that are technical in nature, uh, questions that actually are implying answers that are not true. The, The serpent actually is sowing doubt in Eve's mind while opening her up to the possibility of something. So she takes of the fruit and eats. And the man is right there with her. I think that's the thing that some of our old fundamentalist friends who read the Bible and blame everything on women miss. The, the man and the woman were right there together. He was standing right next to her. She took the fruit, ate it, and then handed it to the dude, and he ate it with her. And then we're told that their eyes were opened. So technically, there was some truth in what the serpent was saying, the enemy was saying, about your eyes being open. But what it does is it reminds and makes humans aware of their vulnerability and their shame. So, what do they do? They hide. They hide from one another first, and then they hide from God, and then they try to solve the problem. And it's fascinating to me that so early in the story of the Bible, we see humans in sin. So, the first time sin comes in, where it's sin moving away from God. And the result of sin is an awareness of shame and vulnerability and a loss of intimacy and connection. And if you want to think about it for a second, this is telling us the truest story ever told. Who among us does not feel ashamed of vulnerability, desiring intimacy, but hiding from intimacy both with God and one another. And who among us has not tried to solve the problem? The way they solve the problem in their own effort is to sew fig leaves together to cover their shame and to cover their nakedness. And it's telling that God came to be with them. And the implication here in the Bible is that humans before the fall which we just read about this is the fall of humanity before the fall humans lived in perfect communion with god and one another and with nature so god shows up to be with them as he was with them before but they hide they hide from him and rather than just throw his hands up in the air and think well i guess that's it or rather than totally beat him up. The Lord actually asks the question, where are you? And I just believe y'all that that's the same question God asks me when I'm caught in sin, you when we're caught in patterns of thinking that are leading us away from the good life, from intimacy and connection to God and one another. He asks us where we are. And so maybe today the best thing you can hear is God asking you, where are you? And Adam responds, well, I'm hiding. And if I'm honest with myself, there are times where in my own confusion or in my own shame, I hide from God. Now, the key is being able to admit it and see it for what it is. God wants to know where they are. I think he actually also wants to know where you are. He wants to know what's going on in your life. Maybe today you're in a hiding place. Maybe today you feel cut off from him and other people. Maybe... You're ashamed of some vulnerability. The Lord wants to know where you are. Here's what's interesting about this story. After God finds out where they are, he tells them, essentially, you're going to have a hard time because of the choices you've made. And I think that's actually really important for us Uh, in in Genesis 3. I won't read it all because I I don't want to overwhelm you. I'm going to read right at the end of the chapter in a few minutes. But it's telling that that the notion of work being hard and childbirth and raising kids being hard come from the reality that there are consequences to our actions. So humanity falls, uh, falls out of alignment with God's good and his best. And as a result of that, Uh, weeds grow in our garden and children can be difficult and painful both to bear and to raise so essentially what we see in our biblical story is that enmity and struggle are introduced into the human story as a result of sin so fallenness is not just about personal sin see for adam and eve coming forward after these first human family fell from grace, the fall was in the air. It was in the soil. It was in our DNA. The brokenness was something that we breathe like air. Things are hard. So if you experience things right now as being hard, I just want to say you're living in a fallen world, a world where we hide where we feel vulnerable, where we feel exposed and where we try to cover that up in our own efforts. But here's the problem, y'all. Fig leaves don't last. They don't work. They crack. And then we show our butts. <laughs> I mean, literally, these leaves were not designed. Their best efforts. And so right at the very beginning of the Bible, I'm just reminded that like my best efforts to cover my own shame, to quote unquote come out of hiding, they just don't last. Those efforts don't get the job done. So what does God do? I'll read it to you. Verse 21. And the Lord God made garments of skins for the man and for his wife and clothed them. So here's where I want to leave this episode. God covers human shame with something permanent. So this is the first killing to occur in our Bible. Now, lots of killing will ensue. Uh, The next chapter, we're going to see humans killing one another. Uh, That's next week. But here, an animal dies at the hand of God to create skins to cover human shame. So humans make, in their own efforts, faulty garments. You and me to cover our shame, to come out of hiding, to try to be um, brave and connected. We can't quite ever and don't ever quite get the job done. But God creates permanent clothes you could argue, and I am arguing for this right now, that the entire arc of the Bible is humans being covered by God in order to come out of hiding because God wants us to be connected to Him, to one another, and to His beauty and creation. Now, we don't know who or what kind of animal dies. Uh, My gut tells me it was a lamb of some kind because that would just be too perfect for us to realize when we get to the resurrection that the first animal was a free a prefiguring a pattern of Jesus who was the spotless Lamb of God. Whatever it was, God covers people. So today, if you feel like you are cut off, hiding, feeling some shame, if vulnerability is really hard for you, I just want to say to you that the Lord wants to cover you. He wants to meet you. My prayer for you today is that you would see in this third chapter of Genesis, God asking you, where are you? And God wanting you to actually answer him and let him do things for you that would cover your shame so that you would reconnect to him, but also more deeply connect to others. We need one another. God bless you. See you next week.